0: Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers picked up a huge win in New York against the Knicks in overtime, 129-123. Given the direction that things were kind of sliding, this was a kind of sort of must win given the state of the situation and, and, and the season as things were playing out. You take it. You take it. Sure, there were gripes, but you take it. Let's start with the game itself. Again, the Lakers finish a uh, game in overtime in New York on the second night of a back-to-back. Now, remember last night, uh, the Lakers did not have Anthony Davis or LeBron James. They sat that one with the purpose of playing in this one, and they took advantage of the game that they were in. So 129-123, uh, given that the, the those guys sat the game before that, And given that the Lakers had just lost in overtime in Boston, this was kind of a huge game, uh, you know, situationally speaking, for the Lakers, and they they were able to take care of business. Was it perfect? Was it, were there uh, still stressful moments? Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Russell Westbrook playing down the stretch of this one uh, wasn't exactly great for my heart. And then, you know, you look at some of the, min- the the minute allocation here, not exactly ideal, but there was plenty to like from this one, starting with LeBron himself. Now, first you look at it and you say, yeah, LeBron finished with 28 points, 11 assists, 10 rebounds. There's your triple-double. Um, but when you really kind of get down to the, you know, actuality of the numbers, right? 11 of 25 from the field, not great. Two of eight from three-point range, not great. Free throws, four of seven, not exactly ideal. Uh, Five turnovers. Um, and, And so this wasn't like his most efficient night of the season. And yet, despite how inefficient he was offensively, he still finished the night a plus 22, which means that he was making his impact elsewhere. And, you know, in a season where he is compiling some of the better counting numbers that you're going to find, um, while the Lakers still kind of trudge along in mediocrity or worse, some of the criticism you could have against him is there's some empty stats in there over the course of the season. And yeah, he's 38 years old. Of course, some of those stats are going to be uh, not as protein-filled Filled as they were earlier in his career. But tonight, I think that, that 28, 11, and 10, um, even if it comes on not the best shooting, even if it comes with a few extra turnovers, uh, that plus 22 is really loud and uh, something that I think is indicative of an impact beyond just the on ball stuff. And Given, you know, with with the Lakers getting Anthony Davis back and with the Lakers getting some, you know, getting some extra help from Rui Hachimura and hopefully here soon with Austin Reeves after already getting the return of Lonnie Walker, uh, some of the weapons are getting back and LeBron doesn't have to do absolutely everything on, on offense, which means maybe he can start carrying a little bit more on defense and... You know, while that while the numbers might not kind of jump off of the page at you, and look, a twenty eight point triple double is still going to jump off of the page, but even while it might not be a forty point nine, a fifty point nine, whatever, the the defense, him him being able to utilize some of some of his energy on on defense is actually huge and would be a a monstrous step. In the right direction for the Lakers. Speaking of Rui, um, my dude, can we get you like hands? <laughs> can you like catch the ball and 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 secure the basketball? But no, um, Rui, I, and I'm going to talk about Anthony Davis here in a bit too because I thought he was huge in this one. But uh, Rui, I think his addition to the rotation opens up margin for error and building off of the conversation we just had in the last segment, LeBron being able to be inefficient and the Lakers still being able to win despite that on the road against a playoff team, uh, the Knicks are now 27 and 25. Uh, they were heading into this one 27 and 24. that you know they were the inverse you know almost of of the Lakers record wise. This was a pretty good team that the Lakers beat. And, uh, you know, them being able to do so on a night that LeBron isn't his most efficient, it kind of starts to speak to a rotation that is starting to make a little bit more sense. And yeah, Patrick Beverly wasn't able to go here, but Patrick Beverly's absence mean means, you know, inherently fewer three guard lineups and, uh, uh, you know, I I hate to be too hard on on Ham. He's still a rookie coach. He's still figuring this out. He's still trying to overcome a bad roster and a bunch of injuries with that bad roster. But he has a blind spot when it comes to all of these multi-guard lineups. And with Patrick Beverly not being available, uh, it, it forced him to play some bigger groups. And, you know, like starting from the get-go. It's going to be interesting here. You know, earlier this season, the Lakers beat Milwaukee uh, with uh, Troy Brown playing in kind of a bigger on average lineup, and then they went away from it and lost their very next game. It's going to be interesting to see if Patrick Beverly is available, if Darvin Ham just continues to hammer his head up against that same wall, Um, given the lack of results that we've seen from those multi-guard lineups and given the, the increased margin of error that comes with playing an NBA-sized group more often than they have so far this season. So um, I, while I don't think Rui Hachimura like, really kind of blew the doors, I mean, he did play very well, uh, 19 points, 8 of 12 from the field, 2 of 4 from three-point range. Um, he did grab nine boards. So like this was one of his better games so far as a Laker, But I think more importantly than anything, him starting to play well um, allows or even, dare I say, forces Darvin Ham to start rethinking his approach to the rotation so far this season. They can't keep going with these stupid three-guard lineups. They just can't. At some point, something is going to have to break. So either Rob Palinka is going to have to save Darvin Ham from himself by moving one of these guards, my vote would be both. Like, I don't, I'd be fine with Russ and Pat being moved. But one of those guys definitely has to be traded um, just to even out the roster and to force Darvin Ham to move away from his own worst instincts. From here, things get interesting. So the Lakers currently sit right now at 24 and 28. Um, they have a game coming up Thursday at Indiana. That seems fairly winnable if everybody is healthy. Um, they have a game Saturday at New Orleans. Again, you know New Orleans is playing well this year, but seems fairly winnable. Uh, they have a game Tuesday against Oklahoma City. and the hope here is that you're carrying a four game winning streak heading into the game Thursday at home against Milwaukee where I would imagine LeBron would be looking to pass Kareem um but you know the, the the key here is that you have some momentum carrying into the trade deadline uh the lakers all season have been kind of flirting with that line of of 500 they have been flirting with being able to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that they are worth investing future draft capital into um but at every turn, every time they seem to make some kind of statement about what they're capable of, you wake up the next morning with like, you know, LeBron is now, you know, nursing a sore foot or Anthony Davis is now, you know, is, we have to see how he handles his own sore foot. Um, and, and, you know, that's without even getting to Lonnie Walker missing almost 20 games and Austin Reeves almost missing his or now having missed uh heading into 20 games. The the Lakers as much as I would love to be able to just kind of put on the blinders and make the case that this is unquestionably a team worth investing into, it is really difficult to objectively, you know, look at this situation and say, "Yeah, I totally think that Anthony Davis and LeBron James are going to be available for the rest of the season. Um, They're like, they have these three games here uh, to make that case. And then, you know, you are right at that trade deadline. And these next three games, I think in many ways can kind of define how the rest of the season is going to go. If you lose two out of three, you start to fall out of the playoff picture and the front office, which has been looking all year for any reason not to commit to the season, gets an excuse not to commit to the season. You win two out of three. All right. You're right back in it. You have a real chance at, at, at maybe convincing Rob Palenka to use at least one of those first round picks. And you kind of go from there. You win all three of these, especially comfortably. And we're talking about maybe both of those first round picks being included as the front office improves a roster that does still very much call for those improvements. So we'll see how this goes for right now, though, beating this New York, New York Knicks team in overtime on the road, huge beating them on the second night of a back to back huge Uh, being competitive in the Boston game, being competitive in much of the Brooklyn game, and then beating New York, huge. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. Again, if you want any more clarity on what's been going on here on the feed and what the situation might be here moving forward, check out yesterday's lowdown for right now. And and kind of, as I still kind of... (laughs) reschedule the entire uh month out uh it is going to be mostly lowdowns on this feed and as i find out more about what the options are moving forward and uh, as i fill out the rest of the schedule then cool we will continue talking hopefully with some fun guests as you guys are accustomed to listening to um as we figure all of that out while i build this plane in the (laughs) midair Uh, please be patient with me. So until the next time you guys listen to me talk about this crazy team or the crazy path that this feed has in front of it, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.